This is a podcast by The Business Times. Welcome to Wealth with BT. Learn to protect and grow your wealth in this monthly podcast series by The Business Times, hosted by BT Wealth Editor Genevieve Kwa. Hi there, everyone. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to make the most of your CPF and SRS accounts for retirement. Retirement adequacy is a growing concern in Singapore, and the reasons for this are obvious. We have an aging population. Many of us can expect to live to our late 80s or even 90s. This means our savings will likely have to last us for at least a couple of decades after we retire. There are also fewer young people to support a growing cohort of elderly. What is more, there really isn't any defined benefit pension system. Defined benefit means the government or company provides a pension plan that pays you an income for life in retirement. Of course, even in the West, defined benefit systems are fast disappearing as they put a big burden on companies and governments. Singapore's system under the CPF is defined contribution, which means that while we are working, The contributions into our CPF savings are made by members or employees with a matching contribution by employers. And we ourselves are solely responsible for decisions on how our savings are invested. Obviously, the CPF is the main retirement pillar in Singapore, but there is also a second pillar in the supplementary retirement scheme. In fact, this is the time towards the year-end, when we see a flurry of activity in terms of voluntary contributions into both the CPF and the SRS. Both the CPF and SRS are not new, and most of you are broadly familiar with the contours of the schemes. But I believe it's worth looking into why it may be worth your while to make voluntary contributions into both or either scheme, and how to get the most mileage out of them. First, let's tackle the SRS. This scheme has been around for about 20 years, and while it's launched in 2001, attracted both criticism and praise. It's interesting to see how the assets in the SRS have grown. This growth reflects a couple of things. Greater awareness of the need to save for retirement and of the scheme's tax benefit. Here are some brief highlights. Based on data from the tax authority, The SRS in 2001 had around 12,000 account holders and a total of $160 million in assets. Fast forward 20 years, by the end of 2020, the SRS had about 222,000 account holders and more than $12 billion in assets. In brief, the SRS allows you, and that includes non-Singaporeans, to make an annual contribution, which will earn a tax relief. Contributions are subject to a cap of $15,300 a year for Singaporeans and PRs. For foreigners, the contribution cap is more than twice higher, at $35,700 a year. To enjoy the tax deduction for Year of Assessment 2022, you will have to make the contribution in the current year. Keep in mind that the tax relief you get is subject to an overall limit of $80,000 on personal income tax reliefs. 
you will have to work out your own total personal income tax relief to see if you can qualify for the tax relief under the SRS. Just like for the CPF investment scheme, there is a wealth of investment options. In fact, there are more. The CPFIS imposes a set of criteria for fund managers and funds to get into the scheme. There is no such criteria for the SRS. You can invest in shares, ETFs, REITs, insurance-linked products, and unit trusts. Interestingly, according to a booklet by the tax authority, you can even use your SRS savings to exercise stock options issued by your company. But the money for the exercise must come from your SRS account, and the stocks must also sit in the account. In 2020, the biggest amount, or 29%, was invested in the category of stocks, ETFs, and REITs. But cash came a close second at 26%. The share of assets in cash has actually declined from a high of 34% in 2016. Bear in mind that the SRS savings are for retirement, and cash and fixed deposits earn well under 1%. Your savings are not going to grow if you keep them in cash. In fact, they are likely to be eaten up by inflation, which is already creeping up. There are a few things to keep in mind about the SRS. 1. Premature withdrawals before the retirement age will be subject to a penalty of 5%. You are allowed to withdraw penalty-free in certain exceptional circumstances, like death or medical grounds. 2. The relatively low limit on contributions came under criticism when the SRS was launched. With retirement adequacy such a big concern, why not raise or free up this limit? The tax authority explains, however, that the SRS is meant to help individuals to save on top of the CPF. It should not become a tax shelter for the asset-rich or high-income individuals. 3. The potential tax on withdrawals in retirement was also controversial. Some critics likened it to a capital gains tax of sorts. As you well know, there is no tax on investment income nor on capital gains in Singapore. But under the SRS, 50% of the amount withdrawn a year may be subject to tax. But remember that under our tax system, the first $20,000 of income is tax-free. Hence, you can stagger your withdrawals at up to $40,000 a year over 10 years, and you will not be taxed. This is because half of the amount is still within the tax-free threshold. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Now let's look into yet another retirement savings option, voluntary top-ups of your CPF. As a member, you can make voluntary top-ups into your own or your loved one's accounts via the Retirement Sum Topping Up Scheme. The number of Singaporeans who opt to do this has been growing. Recently, the CPF announced that the amount of top-ups made by members crossed $4 billion for the first time. These top-ups were made by more than 220,000 members. The previous record was $3 billion at end 2020. What are the benefits of top-ups? First is the significantly higher interest rate that your retirement savings will earn. 
you'll earn up to 6% for certain account balances and also depending on your age. In this era of very low interest rates, 5 to 6% of interest at no risk is literally a free lunch. And who doesn't want anything free? If you are younger, below 55, your top-up will go into your special account. For those 55 and older, the top-ups go into the retirement account. As you probably know, savings in the special account and retirement account earn 4% a year. The first 60000 of your combined CPF balances earns an additional 1% a year. Members who are 55 and older earn an extra 2% on the first $30,000 of combined CPF balances and an extra 1% on the next $30,000. That's how you can earn 5 to 6%. Here is a tip from the CPF. Top up your savings early in the year to earn more in terms of compound interest. By topping up in January rather than December, you could earn up to 20% more interest on your top-ups over a period of 10 years. Second, when you make a voluntary top-up into your CPF, you can enjoy tax relief of up to $14,000 a year. This $14,000 cap is based on $7,000 maximum top-up for yourself and another $7,000 for your loved one. In fact, from 2022, this possible tax relief is raised to $16,000 per calendar year. Three, and this may well be the best benefit, at least to me, topping up your retirement account enables you to enjoy higher monthly income in retirement. The amounts are channeled into your CPF life, which is the CPF's annuity product for members. The amount you top up will go into one of three options or buckets. The basic retirement sum is the retirement account saving required at age 55 of $93,000. This translates into an income of $770 to $830 a month for life from age 65. The second option is the full retirement sum of $186,000, which is twice the basic retirement sum. With this, you receive between $1,430 and $1,530 a month in income for life. The third is the enhanced retirement sum, which is three times the basic retirement sum. This will get you an income for life of around $2,080 to $2,230 a month. Topping up your CPF up to the maximum under the enhanced retirement sum is a compelling option because the CPF life is by far the most attractive annuity plan around. Many insurance companies, in fact, have ceased to offer traditional annuities because the low interest rate environment has made it very difficult to come up with an attractive product that guarantees both your capital and income payment to boot. Many financial planners see the CPF life as the baseline or necessary first layer of retirement income planning and other investments that yield an income sit on top of this. There are a number of other ways to maximize your retirement savings via the CPF and the SRS. One, in choosing investments, please take a close look at your fund charges. It's often said that we cannot predict returns, but we can certainly exercise some control over costs. 
by always choosing the lower cost route. High costs are a drag on performance. If you can reduce these costs, your funds will deliver a higher return and compound at a significantly higher rate over the long run. Today, a number of robo-advisors offer low-cost options. Two, you could maximize your CPF savings by using cash to service your home loan instead of your CPF. Think about it. Cash earns well under 1%, and your home loan interest rate today may still be under 1%. The CPF ordinary account interest rate is 2.5%. Why service your home loan via a higher interest-paying account? Using the CPF does free up more of your disposable income, but you actually forego the appreciation potential that your CPF savings could earn, and this appreciation is not a small amount. Let's assume that your home loan servicing needs $1,500 a month. $1,500 a month in your ordinary account, compounding at 2.5% a year, will grow to nearly 460000 at the end of 20 years. Using your CPF for home loan repayments also runs the risk that your CPF savings will deplete sooner as you get older. Three, you could also make your CPF funds last longer by choosing to receive your annuity income later. At the moment, income payouts can be deferred until age 70. Doing so means you could receive a higher monthly income. That's it for now. The good news is there are ways we can enhance our retirement income. It's up to us to act on it. Here's wishing you a festive year-end and a prosperous 2022. That was a podcast by The Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Do note, all analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast are for your general information only. You should not rely on them in making any decision. Please consult a fully qualified financial advisor or professional expert for independent advice and verification. To the fullest extent permitted by law, SPH Media shall not be liable for any loss arising from the use of or reliance on any analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast. SPH Media accepts no responsibility or liability whatsoever that may result or arise from the products, services, or information of any third parties.